Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the gang, the one you never asked to be a part of. You are listening to the Grief Gang podcast, the show dedicated to breaking down the taboos of grief one conversation at a time with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. Guys, today is Grief Gang's third birthday. It's official. I own a toddler. <laughs> time goes fast when you're grieving, right? No, actually, it doesn't really, does it? <laughs> To celebrate this milestone, because to be honest, I am totally extra and will create any excuse for a celebration or a party, I wanted to dedicate this week's episode to the journey of the Grief Gang. It's actually a bit mad. At the time of this episode that it will be released, I'm going to be in Denmark at the first international grief conference as a speaker. Now that is something that if you told me three years ago, I would have said, get fucked. Therefore, my lovely friend, Ben May, who is one half of the New Normal Charity, who I'm sure you've heard me speak about here time and time again on the Instagram and the podcast, kindly interviewed me. That's right. Today, I am taking the guest seat. You, the Grief Gang audience, so kindly wrote in questions for Ben to ask me, and they are varied. (laughs) You'll get a flavour for where this episode is going purely by the first question that is asked. Spicy, let me say that. I share on this episode what it's really been like for me over these three years to run and host the show and have such a wonderful community what my hopes and dreams are for it and how it's affected and helped my own grief journey. We go all around the houses. So grief gang. Honestly and truly, thank you for the most fulfilling and soul nurturing three years. You've mended my broken grieving heart in more ways than one and allowed me to do something that I love every single day. I get to share my mum with a thousand and in turn, I get to know and honour your people too. It is forever the greatest gift out of something so terrible. So on this special day and across this weekend, because like I said, I'm extra and I'm dragging my friends out to celebrate all things me, we'll also be celebrating you, 
and all of your people too because you all make Grief Gang what it is today. Big love, thank you and happy listening. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs) Hello, friend. Hello, friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It's Friday afternoon. I've got a cup of tea in front of me. In fact, it's not Friday afternoon. It's it's 10 past five on Friday. I know. Well, actually, if we want to be really good, we could say, oh, no, it's Wednesday the 21st, because that's when this episode comes out. Oh, was that... No, it's not. Everyone knows I'm pre-recording. None of this. Do you think I have that tight turnaround to record on the day and then put it back out? What series number is this, Amber? This is season four. Wow. Season four. I know. I can't believe really. Well, yeah, given how long. Really, it should be like season six because I should have really divvied up season (laughs) into an actual thing. But I know four seasons and I... Do you know what, right? Like when I first started this, I mean, I, nothing's really changed. I still record it from a poxy bedroom. I've never, <laughs> I've never upgraded to a fancy studio. Only when I've been on other people's podcasts, I get to go to the nice studios. Mm. I just go, yeah, I'm going to record it from my bedroom. And never in my mind or in my heart did I think when I just thought, fuck it, I'll start a podcast and just start chatting utter drivel and when I listen back to the first episodes and it's funny because they're the ones that people till this day message about and say oh this first episode or this the first series like I love it so much because it was so raw my god honestly it was so raw and I could feel I could still feel that pain in my voice although I was still doing podcast voice and and persona Mm. could still feel that pain of and actually that that like joy of like oh my god I've I found something one that I really love and two it's helping me and three it is now beginning to help other people and that when it started it wasn't everything that's come with it has all been part of a bonus all I've ever wanted to do is just chat shit and talk about my mum and talk to other people about their mums their dads their children their partners their siblings whoever it is and um and have a laugh while we do it as well Focusing back on that rawness of the first series, you say when you go back and so you go back and listen to those episodes yourself and you hear that rawness, is it is it a, a rawness of your grief or is it a rawness of, you know, you, you didn't know what you were doing, so you were kind of making it up on the spot? Like, what, what does it feel, what feels raw when you go back and hear that? I think it's the rawness of, um, like, there's so many things, and this is the part of having, like, a digital footprint that you have to be very careful, not even careful, but um, accountable for, because there are so many things that I said in those early episodes that I categorically do not agree with today. Like, <laughs> do not. And I can take accountability and responsibility for that, and I have no shame in saying, yeah, there's things that I don't agree with, and I think that was... Not that I think it, it's shit, I just don't agree with it. For example... I think in probably one of the very first episodes I did did about friendships, I said, I was a bit like, cut them all off, cut them all off, get the scissors out, fuck them all off. And then, and then I think actually in that episode, I did be a little bit more logistical and was a bit like, "Mm, but there are, you know, this is that. And then now listen back to it. I think, oh my gosh, now fucking hell, maybe I should pull that one, but I'm not going to pull it because that was how it, I felt at the time it, because I was angry and it was so raw. It, it, it's interesting that because obviously this is the first time that you're kind of sitting down, you're telling the story of what's happened to you, to your mum, to your family. Um, you know, you're exposing yourself and you're being completely vulnerable in that moment. That, that 
that sense of vulnerability, that sense of openness, you know, you were obviously driven to that by the circumstances. But what was it that made you decide that a podcast was the thing that was for you? A podcast was the way that you were going to find your community. Oh, great question. Because the podcast kind the podcast came after the start of the Instagram, but it was the like actually launching it but it was the first idea that my first actual idea was to do the podcast and I speak about it in the in the story but I just loved podcasts I loved what podcasts did to me and where it would take me and where even to this day I'm I get one fixated on a podcast and then it'll break for a season I'm like oh I'm obsessed and I need it I need my fix and to know then that like People feel like that, but my podcast, insanity to me. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I always say, I can't believe you don't enjoy this drivel coming out of my mouth. I cannot still, but then they're like, it's not. And I'm like, I cannot believe you enjoy this. Um, and it was, it was out of that. I was so obsessed that summer in my deepest, darkest mental well being. I, turn to podcasts and like I would sit on my bed for hours just listen to like the funny podcast just trying to give me some respite and I just started yeah looking for oh I wonder if there's anything on grief on here and that just spiraled it just spiraled there and I always find it so funny the 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 <laughs> when I sat there and I said to Joe on holiday I said I think I'm going to start a podcast and he went what he said what the fuck I said, yeah. I said, I've, I was quietly doing like bits of research while we're just on the sun lounges. And I said, basically, you know, I love podcasts anyway. I look, I went searching for one on grief and I found a fair few, but I just, I weren't really resonating. And I said, and I've got this burning need. And I said, it's so unlike me. I'm, I'm a lazy bitch by nature, right? Just scrape through school. If I saw a problem, right, I'd go, that's not my fucking problem someone else can deal with it. I'm lazy by nature. And so in that moment when I felt like I was, I really felt, no, I have to do this. And not in some kind of superior of like, I'll be the one to save the day. Just of, I've, it just started bugging me, really bugging me. And I tried to shake it a bit. And I was like, I've got, I've got to see where this could go. Or just give it a go and see. Do you feel that what you're giving the community is there anything more that you think? Is there a development of of the Grief Gang podcast? Is there does this go somewhere else like or are you quite oh. what you're doing so you asked me what's the five-year plan maybe not what's <laughs> plan. Um, but- it's such a uh, because because there was no plan for grief gang there was no plan I never set out and went okay I'm gonna do a podcast and I'd like to go here I just went I just want to talk to people I just want to talk to people and that is it and I was speaking with somebody about it the other day and they were like, do you find this hard? And do you find doing this work that you do hard and, and immersing yourself in such quite heavy work? And I said, I said, I'm so fascinated by people and human beings and how we tick and how we cope and how we don't that if that goes, then I know then I would probably wouldn't try it. But for now, I'm so fascinated just the, the power of conversation and meeting new people and hearing their stories and seeing someone's face light up when I say, oh, what was your person's name? Just listen. That is all I can do is give the mic and say, listen, I'm so, so fortunate for this 
place to grow and it to, it to become a platform and that if I can do good and say to someone here tell me your story because I know there's going to be at least one of the persons listening who is going to hear and see themselves in your story so so it is about that community everything is about that community everything is about sharing a story so that somebody else can relate to that you know I mean, obviously I don't want to this is your podcast about you um you can plug the charity it's fine um you know the new normal that's what our work is about you know we've always said if there's there's two it is about connecting those two people in the world to know that is the support there is that empathetic person there who can help them can empathize with them can understand what they're experiencing to some varying degree and can say do you know what? we're here together and like that's so important and um i mean well before we go forward like i as much as joe saying you plug the charity like to this day when people say to me um you didn't even say what the name was. Ben is the co-founder of TNN Charity, the new normal charity. And if if you are a long-standing listener or if you have gone back in the archives and still working your way through, do go back to season one. My God, you guys are really early on. Like you were re- honestly, I think in the first, I think you were like episode 17. Like you were really, really early on. Yeah. And um, yeah, go back and listen to that and you'll hear all about how how we guys met. But from that day, I've never left TNN and, and no. left... but I still to this day when people met for one and anybody messaged me on grief on any platform and they're looking for even if they don't even say I'm looking for a support group or something if someone says I'm just trying to find people I'm Mm. like okay well you found me and I'm here for you but if you need more TNN and I would say I literally saved my life So um, I want to move away from my questions for a minute because um, because you know you you put out to your your lovely followers and your listeners to to kind of ask questions and uh, there was one question in particular that stood out for me because I know how I felt when my dad passed away and, and, and kind of what it did to me so I wanted to to ask how did grief affect your sex drive? Oh fuck me! <laughs> you know you didn't go in for that one the nice and light hearted ones first you oh, know. I'll be- we warmed you up with some of my questions. True, yeah, you true. My God, so whoever wrote this in, thank you. And these these were all sent in anonymously. I did I did like an anonymous tag thing that it's it's really good when you when you do add that anon I can never say anonymity. Um, people, <laughs> it's like good. It's like, Anemone. Anemone. You're good with words, aren't you? I'm so good with words, isn't it? After three years, I've still got to string a sentence together. <laughs> but yeah, how did grief affect my sex drive? My gosh, well, so I was nine. I was nineteen. I was nineteen at the time, and Joe and I had been together for yeah three years by that point, and were yes very prevalent in our sex lives. Um, and it was quite. To be honest, like mine was a bit interesting because so when Mum died, our, our house at the time it was it was still a two bed, it was a three bed. My brother, he, his bedroom was downstairs because he was never really home. So they did like an extension, and he lived downstairs. So when Mum died, I had my room was the biggest bedroom in the house at the front, and then yeah, Mum's bedroom was t- to the side. And so then my brother had Mum died. He's moving back in. His partner's moving back in, um, and it was like well, they can't live in their like shoebox, his shoebox room downstairs. Like we need to do some adjusting. Right. And so he was like, I'm taking your bedroom. I was like, no, you're fucking not. He's like, yes, I am. I literally woke. So at this point I was like sleeping in my mum's bed for comfort. 
and like joe would but we were like no like no no i was like i said darling i was like i want to fuck i want to fuck i do i said but i cannot fuck in my mother's den <laughs> i was like until we move my bed in here i don't think we can do it so that was probably about three weeks three weeks i was celibate probably the longest celibacy i've ever taken in my life <laughs> and and then yeah, moved into so but then so okay, we've moved now into into my mum's bedroom. My all my stuff's in there, my bed and whatnot. But even then, it's still my mum's bedroom. Like the wallpaper is still hers and stuff. And it was interesting. So although yeah, I was like, yeah, no go, not fucking in the beds. Um once we'd moved everything and changed it to to my to my stuff, I don't really remember a time when it really dampened the sex. I mean, there were definitely times when, maybe not my sex drive, but my, um, uh, what's the fucking word? Closeness. What's the word? Um, intimacy. Intimacy. I There were times when, didn't even want to look at Joe. Didn't want to be hugged by him. Didn't want to be touched by him. Um, just wanted to repel him just because... I don't even know just because I just did not want to be near. I was such a raging fireball, <laughs> such a raging fireball that I just was like, oh, just everyone just fuck off and leave me alone. So I always think about this, right? And this is one of the things that gets me all of the time. And when it was my dad's anniversary, I think I actually messaged you about it when people were yeah. just saying, your dad would be so proud. I was like, <laughs> I really you don't know him. Yeah, I really love all of you. And thank you so much for sending me a really nice message and being thoughtful. But you haven't got a fucking clue whether or not my dad would be proud. I don't know if I would be proud. Half the time, I think my dad wouldn't have a fucking clue what I was talking about if I tried to explain how he's doing. So, but on his anniversary in particular, it was really hard to kind of hear that this year, which was very, very strange. It was a very strange feeling. But what do you think your your mum would think of this? Do, do you think that, because often I think, you know, someone like yourself, right, you were... You've gone out, you've created a podcast, you've built a real big community around you. You've obviously got something, you know, that charisma, that spark. People really love you. They really like, they like you. It's amazing. (laughs) You like me. You know, I'm I'm so incredibly surprised by it. But obviously, your mum would have been, your mum would have seen that in you would have known that side of you mm. to create this. So do you, what do you think that she would think of, of the grief gang and, and, and what do you think she would, do you think that she would feel pride at watching you do this? Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. You even asking then like, you're like saying like mum would have known this like kind of charismatic, like bubbly fucking batshit sides of me. But then I think actually in a way I don't, I don't know if she actually did, I feel like where I was so young and I often think about, my gosh, who would I have been if my mum was still here today? Before my mum died, right, my mum used to take the piss out of me or actually like shout at me because we'd watch like really sad movies together and I would not cry. So a bit, and she used to call me the stone cold bitch. So I was very insensitive before my mum died not like an arsehole like a friend was crying like oh get up off the floor but um I mean probably a few times I've definitely given tough love but I was not as in tune with my emotions or even as expressive as I was now and I look at how my mum was my mum could try could cry at the drop of a hat and it's so interesting thinking back to pivoting um my mum my mum was raised by her nanny and 
my God, she grieved her until her dying day. And she died like 20 years prior. And um, so interesting to see how I grieve and how um, oh, how much I cry at the drop of a hat now. Anything, like the nationwide adverts on the telly, I cry at that. Like, <laughs> it's just drop of a hat. But it's interesting, yeah, to think like... I wonder, yeah, if she did know. She probably, you know, you, you know, you know your kids. You know your kids. I think she would be proud. I think she would be worried. I think she'd be worried about me. Um, if anything, going of how like my dad is, and though they are two very, very different people. My my before my dad's first reaction when I started this, he was like, "I'm really, I'm really worried that you're about to take on how many other people hear as many people's stories or something when you're like basically still trying to grapple with your own." And I think I said to him, "I said, but Dad, I need to hear these other people's stories to understand my own." I was like, "I this is what I need," and um, I think yeah, my mum would be really really fucking proud and I when I said about my mum like my mum was like community personified and I'm not saying that's me but uh, to have such a wonderful community and to uh, like for me the the biggest thing is, is people just feeling like warm and welcome around me I and whenever I receive a message like that like just listening makes me feel like I'm just sat with a friend it is a good question, actually, Amber, from one of your uh, listeners or your followers that I think I think is really important for you to, to to say because it's also important to remember just how hard and heavy this work can be sometimes. So, mm-hmm. do you ever find that this 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 work it, it takes a toll on you? Because I remember a time when you and I sat down, and I think it was before series two, maybe or series mm-hmm. three, where you were really unsure of how it was going to look going forward so can you talk to me about that period do you remember how that felt and, and God, you know, the yeah. toll that kind of because that was about you know that was about the heaviness of this work right yeah. how did that feel to you I remember that time I remember calling you and I was in distress my fucking god yeah that was that was hard that was that was at a time when the, the the parts of when it's taken a toll on me with this is ready to pop the question the jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I think not more. I'm not going to say not more. But I think it was at, it's the scale at what it has grown at. Yeah. And I just was not anticipated for it. And then as it grew... I felt this more responsibility and and I've gotten better with it today of kind of not letting the respect responsibility because I, I do, although this is my podcast and my page and my words and my stories, 
I understand there is an element of responsibility for the people who are engaging and, and listening and safeguarding to a degree. And so it was that I felt, oh my God, it's now no longer just like a couple of people just listening or watching or reading. There's a lot of people here and more so like my grief is really now on this this tele- telescope yeah <laughs> and everyone can see it and more people are reading it and it's it's just more um open for spectacle but in terms of yeah does this work take a toll on me and actually yeah, in reading people's stories and listening to them yeah there was a time when it was really hard because I was so um because I didn't put any boundaries in place with myself and um with the community and I got to find a really um find it really difficult to almost put these boundaries in place with my community because I had quite a negative connotation to boundaries of that boundaries when you have to put a boundary and it's quite a bad thing to do and I was actually like no it's not it's actually a really good thing to do and how and boundaries aren't for other people they are for you to do so I'm not coming in and saying none of you can ever dm me again telling me your story none of you can ever comment really vulnerable and raw things that I'm sure to wake up to not I'm not policing you and how you grieve and how you want to navigate around this page or this podcast but I have to police myself and boundary myself of okay Amber when you're logging onto the Instagram today are you in the right mind frame to be potentially absorbing maybe stuff that's really triggering and upsetting um one something that's maybe going to really engross you and are you ready to go in a place to hear and absorb all these people's stories and feelings and opinions whatever it may be and finally coming to a place of that and that took time um so like it's really daft but like for example I would sit every night and like go through my dms and they I get through them and then they pile back up again and before I'd be like oh my god and then I was like actually no this is I'm really grateful for this that so many people want to talk and want to share and want to engage but I said but I have to find a happy medium here so I was like I'm gonna go through them twice a week on a Monday and a Friday I will sit and I will trawl through and then I can actually dedicate myself to the message and the people and I can actually be present whereas before I was so overwhelmed with it all and just ba- trying to balance everything and try and do justice by everybody and do a good job by everybody that everything was dropping and so when I put boundaries in with myself everything has come up roses and I went away in the summer before this yeah this season and it was my first holiday abroad and yeah like two years and I came back and I was like I know exactly what I want and how I want to implement it what's both good for me and my community the big lesson that you've learned then is is about your own mental well-being is about is about being overwhelmed so I think when we go back to that conversation that we had a couple of years ago that's about you being overwhelmed by what's happening to the grief gang by you being overwhelmed by the amount of people that are engaging with you and by the stories. And so there was a case of learning about your boundaries. So, so it, it, taking that, would you say that the grief gang has taught you how to take care of yourself better? So not only have you been able to create a community, but you've also been able to learn for yourself what you need and how better to take care of your own mental well-being. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like probably, yeah, like the trickier way of having to kind of, I don't say hit rock bottom, but yeah, to hit burnout and to sit and reflect of like, why the fuck am I here? Um, and it has, Grief Gang has taught me so much, not yeah, not only about my grief and just reading and listening to other people and thinking and 
it's so thought provoking just reading someone's comments or something it just makes you think in a different way but as much as it's yeah it helped and assisted and changed my grief it's yeah absolutely changed my well-being um in the ways that even I navigate through social media just as a general as a general moving through um through that and it's yeah been a, a, a godsend and it's hard it's sometimes you can slip back into old routines and old just things and that is social media but um having those sturdy boundaries in place things like only checking the dms twice a week only doing seasonal podcasts now so before i was like the first season was 32 episodes because i was like i'm just gonna go weekly forever not sustainable <laughs> not sustainable at all I had no help and like as of today from this point I'm so fortunate and so grateful that I now have a team of like I've got yeah I've got Ross Scarlett Lorna and Marie and and Insung like a team of five people that have come forward and said I love what you do and I want to help and without them this ship would not be floating still because and that's why I think when I was calling you I was like I'm so overwhelmed because I could see the journey for grief gang and see everything I wanted to do for the community and to make it better and to provide more stuff I'm just I'm constantly thinking about what can what can I next do for the community almost and people say like you're always in service my love language is acts of service (laughs) and I was really like so my love language is giving back is giving back and doing something for a community and for a society and giving a service yeah and do you know listening to you speak as well you know there are there are reflections of my experiences with the new normal Mm. your experiences you know for, for me um I'm not I'm not always the best at enacting things I can be creative and I can have ideas, but quite often, like I, because I, I have quite, I, I, I think I have ADHD, mm. um, you know, so I get distracted quite easily. Yeah. So I need the other people around me to be able to kind of see through some of my plans and some of my ideas. And Absolutely. You know. the, the other eyes and you can be like just thinking out loud and that's why I'm so grateful for, for people just even like in the community I think I've got this idea but I just don't like the grief gala the grief gala wasn't for us just like a little speck of an idea we just spoke about it and then we just had other people sharing their ideas and their thoughts and then being there on the night and being like oh my god remember this was just like a random voice note in our chat and just now look at it here we are and just need that eyes and hands on deck to go we can do this. Like we can do it. It's not unattainable. We can do this and take it to the highest of heights. We can do it. Just to be clear as well, like it was one of the numerous voice notes that you send <laughs> unnecessarily that are far too long. Um, <laughs> do you know what? There's no one. Like I've, I'm, I'm a serial voice noter. I'm a serial. For God's sake, you should know. I'm a podcaster. So every, every, everyone in your life has to suffer, is what you're saying. Basically, yeah. bar Joe, because Joe just doesn't listen to them yeah well you're getting dangerously close to me not listening to them you <laughs> see last the one that you sent me yesterday that was two minutes long and there was no reason for it i know i know i sent it like, i knew i was like i was like he's just gonna be like you could have literally sent that in a text that- sometimes my hands are full and i've just i've been texting all day and i can't be bothered god when, when you were speaking earlier and you were speaking about you know some of the things that that kind of you can take away from um from this podcast from from starting this podcast from you know the community from the boundaries that you've learned from Mm. learning about your own mental health and well-being and like also sort of like listening to people's experiences and 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 how that will have helped you through your own experience with your Mm. heart and 
ultimately the people that you've met as a consequence you know I think of people in your life like Poppy for example what mm. a person Poppy has become yeah um, so you know all of that being said what would be the one thing if someone was coming to listen to your podcast for the first time what would be the one headline thing that you would want them to take away having having got from your podcast what would what would you want what was it that you went looking for and what was it that you would want those people to have it's so cringy but the worst is hope it's so cringy but at the end probably makes me emotional because I was in such despair when I started and I was just looking for hope and hope that there was life after loss and I even hate that term of life after loss but I said I was when I was listening to those podcasts and the ones that they were very clinical and very professional I was like I'm not hearing somebody who's like laughing who's maybe a bit further down the line or is still in the trenches with me but they've got hope and they can laugh and they can cry all in the same breath and they're holding on to however much that hope that there is a life worth living after this horrific loss in their life and a good one at that. Not just any poxy life, a good life worth living. And now when people message and I remember there was one really significant time when Poppy and I were doing our Instagram lives in the middle of lockdown and as you know, lockdown was different things with many different people. And Poppy and I just went, fuck it, we'll just start doing some Instagram lives every week. And didn't we? <laughs> didn't we? <laughs> oh, that's such a a fond time of my life. And me and Poppy started those Instagram lives as strangers. And now to this day, like, can't say yet, but yeah, <laughs> things are happening. But and I'll never forget, there was one specific message that a girl messaged us afterwards and said, I've just I've just lost my person, I think to COVID, and I've randomly hopped onto your live, just tuned in, and seeing you two belly laugh has given me hope that I will one day laugh again, and it absolutely set me west like it does now because the thought of like someone coming onto a live and or listen to a podcast and going, just hearing you made me even though right now it can't it. it it's not an immediate fix. I know that it's not an immediate fix. And people walk away and go, ah, oh, but knowing and listening, oh, there's this girl who who lost her mum or she interviewed this lady who lost her baby and this man who lost his wife. And I'm listening to them talking and they don't, they sound okay. They're doing okay. They're doing more than okay. They're laughing. They're joyful. They maybe found love again. They found joy. They've had, they've had a child. They've had a rainbow baby, wherever it may be and they find hope. So it's the hope that's what you want people to take away from from your podcast. That's what you want yeah. people to find when they hear your podcast. So, you know, I'm going to ask you one final question. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Series 4 coming up. Mm-hmm. Well, we're in it. I'm, well, well, we all know that I'm not in it, and that, uh, that's, a, <laughs> that's a shame for you all. No, I mean, like, we're in it right now. This right. is on Season 4. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, like the third episode of season four, this is. Well, thank God I made it in. I know. Look, I'll find a topic and I'll rope you in somewhere. So, what is it that people can expect from the rest of this series? You know, you've got some some exciting guests coming up. Is there a, is there is there anything 
Is there an episode specifically that you're really excited about recording or that you have already recorded? Oh, it's so good. Do you know what? Right. With each season, I feel like only now have I actually found my formula of like what I like and and the the and honestly and truly my confidence with podcasting and for some they might be like you were struggling with confidence I'm like I know I'm a cocky bitch I know sometimes it's all persona sometimes it's but more I am confident but with podcasting because I've never done it before I've not had no blueprint before it was like so like season one was just like let's just see what the hell this is about and hence why it went on for 32 episodes then it had like a year break yeah so then pandemic came and I was like I don't know what to do didn't record anything started drip feeding season two so I was like okay we're back in it again season yeah season yeah season two went through that way and then season three just gone was like I'm happy I'm finding my formula I'm just getting back to consistency and now I've had the break an actual break and gone right let's listen let's do feedback and what most brought you joy and not not in in the nicest way possible like to the audience not like oh what did you guys all enjoy because I'll take it on board but at the end of the day if it's something that I'm sitting recording thinking not really enjoying that I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it just for the numbers I'm never gonna do anything just for the numbers just for the likes just for the audience or just for the audience like just for the audience reach not going to do it. I, very kind and, and gently, I don't care for the really big, big, big names on the podcast. I care about the conversation. And if that comes from a big name, then yes. Um, I care for the actual authentic and honest conversation and not the person who, not, not I don't care for them, but I've got something I want to talk about. I want to talk about if somebody's going to give me their all as well, because I'm going to give them my all too and so the the thing that's going to set this season aside from everything else and probably in the future and and setting the way is that this season I'm stepping out of my comfort zone a lot more I'm interviewing people from different losses and asking the questions and the topics at hand that like really are not spoken about when it comes to grief um And instead of just going down the angle of like, come on, share your story and that's it. I want to ask them a specific thing at hand, go, what do you really think about that? How does that make you feel? How do you relate to that? And so really deep diving into this, a lot more like research. It's basically a lot more professional this season. (laughs) I'm actually like doing the work. It's a lot more, it's actually just a normal podcast, a normal established podcast now. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not some shoddy podcast anymore. It's, yeah, definitely more time is taking it. So I've now realized, you know, you put the time into it. My gosh, what you will get out of it. And I think... Yes, people can expect a lot more in-detail topic episodes um, and not just it being stories. Of course, somebody will tell their story to set the scene and why they're relating to the topic, but um, a lot more deep dives and into topics that can be really like, oh, don't know if you should be talking about that. And ones that, yeah, just ones that are like that, that kind of, we're all thinking it someone just wants to talk about it and I think if there's one episode that I will highlight for people to keep their eyes and ears peeled for and this will probably come out after this one maybe three weeks after it's about prolonged grief disorder and I am sitting down with a psychologist 
who both has obviously from that side is bringing from that world but then she has also lost her mother too and when I've been speaking with her and chatting with her she's like as a professional yes as a bereaved person no so it's I'm really fascinated to get into that with it with her um and really give a balanced, a balanced argument, a balanced view on stuff, not just be singing from all from the same hymn sheet, because that's what I feel like I was doing before. Maybe just not that I've ever sat here and said what I'm saying is gospel, but I can understand why some people might listen and might think, oh, well, if she said this, maybe, but to actually give a fair argument and a fair point to everything. Because I know that like for the PGD episode, Prolonged Grief Disorder, I know there'll be people, if I was to sit here and say, well, I think it's a crock of shit, I know there's going to be somebody who's listening who potentially has it and how invalidating for that person to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. To hear that. Okay. My, I might not agree with it. She thinks it's a piece of shit, but she's being fair and she's listening to people who do think it is and why they think it is. And why does Amber think it's a piece of shit and why let's have the open adult honest conversation. So yeah, a lot more open conversations and I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to finally found the formula after three years. Hmm. Well, I mean, I'm pleased that you finally found it. That, yeah, means, I know. that means that I can start tuning in at last. Oh, leave off. <laughs> and you've just lost your place on season four. <laughs> well, it's late because we've already recorded this. So unless you're going to go. And I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually, you're not probably going to be coming back for at least season six now. Because, yeah, you know, well, fair enough. We can't, I mean, we, we can't have you like, twice in one season. I've, I've got nothing interesting to say anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, look, Amber, it's been lovely to, you know, be able to record this. I'm really, really grateful that you asked me to do it. Um, you know, it's been a wonderful journey to watch you on. Um, as you say, like we met you in series one, um, here you are, you know, in series four, three years later, I think you're doing a fantastic job. I think the community that you've built is, is absolutely wonderful. And I'm really excited to see how you continue to, to grow that and to build that, to, to see what you do in this, in, 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 you know, in this, in this work, in this world. Mm. Um, and I know that there's a significant amount of people that are listening who are equally as excited to see what you do next. So, um, Happy birthday and thank you very much for, for um, talking to us today. Oh, thank you, Ben. Thank you. So very grateful for our friendship, even though it's just us ripping each other to shit most of the time. But very thankful for that cold day in February when you rocked up late, not surprised, um, with your bike to Devonshire Square. And we did that interview and here we are. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining me as always. Grief Gang is three. Grief Gang is three. I couldn't tell you where the last three years have gone. Um, God, yeah, I've just, I had a second there just reflecting on everything. It honestly is, like I said in the beginning and, and throughout this episode, it is just the greatest gift that came out of something so tragic in my life and to be able to do something that I'm so passionate and dedicated to is like just the best the best given that it's (laughs) such a tricky topic and sometimes sometimes can be a heavy topic it's it's fascinating that um i've truly found something that gives me my get up and go and you all allow me to do that every time you tune in every single week so 
Thank you so much as always for being here, whether you've been here from the beginning or you've just found the Grief Gang podcast and community. Um, I love you all and long may Grief Gang continue. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.